Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Not your average Tuesday. No, we about to get into just a little bit of that, you know, divisional football talk, man. Wild, great, amazing four games of football that I think uh, we should discuss, talk about, maybe even rap about. You know, maybe not rap because, you know, that's not what we do or I do. But we will, uh, you know, handle our thing, get what we got to get going right. And uh, before, first and foremost, before anything, let's go ahead and get that intro going. What about tomorrow? How for us to start winning is now, 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 now. Hey, they don't like us, we don't like them. Nothing wrong with that, right? At the end of the day, it's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you've got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes on this wall. You've got to run the ball. Here he goes, look at the speed, oh my goodness! you got to stop the run. Tyreek Hill lines up in the backfield. The ball pops free, and it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for David Harrison early. early, early. And you got to pressure the passer. Went hangs in, holds it down, down he goes. And an early sack by Olivier Vernon. Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. And the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Hate to lose. Odell Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. Giants fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, The Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football giants are... Black Friday. Black Friday. Welcome to the New York Football Giants, Saquon Barkley, a.k.a. the Golden Child. <laughs> He's a chosen Do you know who Alec Ogletree is? Like, I'm asking you for real. Really? Me, but do you know who he is? J-Rock, J-Rock, J-Rock. You're saying we going 16-0, huh? 16-0, bro. How dare you say anything worse? <laughs> How dare you? How would you mind? You know, you know, he just drives to the Messiah. Messiah. Holy and the one and only Shakes Montana. Now, if that man was a prospect like a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana, like I've been saying the whole fucking time, you don't pass up on this talent. You don't do it. You don't do it. Now, here is your host, Shakes Montana. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, just so we clear. We back, y'all. Not your average Tuesday. Uh, We're going to run a little sports talk. We're going to run a little divisional football talk. Um, not going to get too deep into every game. Just run a quick analysis, a quick run-through. Uh, get a quick run-through, of course, of, of the championship games. Uh, talk about who we might see in the Super Bowl in about three weeks. Uh, two and a half, 
uh, and then uh, get on out of here. I mean, it's going to be a great day uh, like it has been. Um, beginning of the year, January 25th, 2022. Uh, so as we just get this day rolling, it's going to be a nice one. It's going to be smooth. It's going to take, it's going to take all of us. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take all of us to get through, but once we get through, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice and, and smooth sailing, as I would like to say, as we run through uh, the rest of it here. So let's see here. Make sure. Either. Um the the NFL had probably one of the worst football wise wild card weekends uh, I think we've seen in a long time. Uh not very many good games, uh majority of them blowouts. Uh was not fun to watch as an NFL fan, kind of uh was a a a a it was a it was a it was a much ado about nothing. Uh they shouldn't have called it super. We all know that now. Uh but then we move on to uh the weekend that we just had. Every game came down to the last possession. Uh and I think that's that's something that um <clears throat> that that I that I don't think it needs to be taken lightly. Um a divisional round, um four games, you know, you probably think one of them comes down to a final possession, another one probably comes down to uh, you know, ten points, a team just finally runs it out, and a couple of them are, you know, I want to say blowouts, but you know, touchdown victories, ten point victories. Um, maybe that's what we see in these four games. Um, I mean, that would be a a fun weekend, I think, for a lot of people to watch. Um, it would have been good, but what we got was absolutely better. Um, the four games that came and were on display, starting with Cincinnati and Tennessee, and ending with Buffalo and Kansas City, uh, every one of them was stellar. From the opening kickoff to all fours in regulation or the winning touchdown in overtime. It, it, it just, it, you couldn't have asked for a better weekend. I think at nauseum all day yesterday, um, I think everyone talked about that. So uh, we won't go too much into how amazing the weekend was because uh, we'll just get right into it. We'll start with the first game of the weekend um, like we normally do. Uh, run through the scores, then we'll run through um, thoughts and, and things of that nature uh, of the games. Uh, scores of the games we're going to run through, like I said, first and foremost, Cincinnati squeaking out a victory, 19-16. Neil McPherson uh, ice in his veins, telling telling the people around him, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game as he trots out for that game-winning field goal. Uh, the gusto, the, the gabagool, the balls, the goalies, of McPherson to go out there and do that. That was awesome. Um, and, and, and yeah, man, that was just cool. I uh, to hear that backstory of that, uh, Cincinnati getting, uh, their second victory, uh, in the playoffs, going to an AFC championship game, uh, being the Titans. And then next, uh, San Francisco going into Lambeau on a cold, cold Lambeau night. Uh, definitely not in the negatives, like, uh, what, 10 years ago, or maybe a few years ago. Um, but 
just a cold Lambo night, and uh, nothing that Aaron Rodgers was doing could get going. Uh, Packers barely mustered 10 points. 49ers scoring zero offensive touchdowns, muster a whole 13. 13-10 game-winning field goal as seconds wind down for Robbie Gold, longtime Chicago kicker, and Jimmy Garoppolo, Chicago native. I think that was probably the best feeling in the world for both of them taking out Green Bay, um, 13-10. to 10. Moving on to the NFC Championship game. Uh, Jimmy G, second, and I think, in three years uh, for Jimmy G. Um, and, and we'll get into that and all, and all he's done and uh, the amazing play he's had through the playoffs. Um, next game uh, up on the docket, which was fun to watch Sunday morning, or well, not morning, but afternoonish. Rams traveling to Tampa Bay. Getting that victory, 30 to 27, uh, 27 to three, looking like it's all all said and done, uh, and then it's 27, 27 before we know it. Uh, that was a great, great game, great ending there. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford, man, um, it, it's great, it's great to see. Uh, I was told he can't win in the playoffs, and here he goes to an NFC Championship game. Uh, I was told he was a bum, and here he goes to an NFC Championship game. So uh, I think it's kind of interesting to see uh, what he's been able to do with an actual team around him. Uh, those of us who watched him in the NFC North for the past three years knew that guy just needed a team, and he'd be all right. He's going to throw you some picks, but he just needed a team. Um, and the gusto to hit Cooper Cup, man, that was pretty cool. Uh, and then the game of all games. Um 42-36. That's all I'm going to say. You're going to say the teams. We ain't going to say who lost. We ain't going to say who won. We ain't going to say whose son, you know, never got the football again. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, you don't kick the football uh, in the end zone. Maybe, you know, you don't you you don't have that problem. Uh, but, man, it, it, it's a it's – a, <laughs> that is a, a, a flabbergaster of a game um, uh, when you think that uh, it, it was a uh, it was a good one. It was a good one. Fourteen uh, fourteen going uh, into half there. Uh, so it's uh, you're looking at a game that you just you didn't see it. You didn't see. Uh, obviously, no one saw the the tremendous the tremendous uh, scoring we saw at the end of the game there uh, with touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown um, to end the game. Uh, there was also some more before that, but uh, I mean, it's just a ridiculous, ridiculous game. Um, that that capped off a ridiculous weekend with, I think the ratings through the roof. NBC uh, posting a 12% boost in the ratings from last year's time slot. Uh, uh, posting a, a 16% rate boost in the ratings, and Fox uh, in the Saturday afternoon slot posted a 41% boost in ratings. Um, you know, it's going to be one of those things where. This this weekend will be talked about in 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 due due time and for a long time. Uh, it was fun. You can't you can't deny uh, the simple fact that every single game had every single fan base on their edge until it was over. Um, and then the one at the end, I just you know we'll talk about OT and defenses and and kicking in the end zones uh, here in a minute. But uh, look, th- this is um, this is a weekend that uh that I thoroughly enjoyed except for three hours watching football uh, or except for, you know, five minutes, I guess, because it wasn't until the end there. So it was a freaking awesome weekend, fucking awesome weekend, best divisional round people are saying in a long time. I'm sure um, you got people on Twitter that will go back and, and look at those things and, 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 and figure out uh, who exactly or what exactly 
you know, level, uh, you know, equals up to what we just saw this past weekend uh, with these with these uh, eight teams that were that were vying for the spot in the championship weekend. Um, we're gonna start with the first game. I see the LRP. Once I get going here in these game recaps, I'll bring you in and get you on your, your thoughts and, and, and tribulations uh, and your opening statement there. Just give me one second here. Uh, we're going to get into this first game, and that's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, did not start good for uh, for old Ryan Tannehill. Um, that game started off uh, very, very fun to watch uh, as it pertains to defensively. Um, you're looking at a, a 6-0 game for, for Cincinnati. Uh, they're early 9-6, 9-6 going into half, and then, of course, uh, you come into you come out to halftime. Cincinnati goes down, scores a touchdown, and to me, um, as much as I know Tennessee brought the game back and they made it a game at the end and it was it was awesome to watch. Uh there was no, no doubt in my mind after that drive this game was over. Uh whether or not it was gonna be uh you know, another touchdown to seal it or, or they pulled it out maybe not so much in the fashion they did, uh, but they pulled it out with a victory. And I, I just didn't see Cincinnati losing this game regardless of how many sacks Tennessee was getting. Uh Tennessee's offense just was not working. Uh, they were they were not doing what they were needing to do. Interception uh, after inter or interception and then turnover or tur- a punt after punt after punt. Uh, it was just not a a good look for Tennessee uh, when we said that they were going to be able to run rough shot over the Cincinnati Bengals defense, who was not good against the rush. Um, and you were getting a healthy Derrick Henry back, who for all intents and purposes everyone said was going to look, you know be the old Derrick Henry because the way he looked at practice. Um, the game after this, I think, has a bigger effect on people coming back who probably shouldn't have come back or could have come back that uh, maybe made a, uh, a big decision coming back a little too early maybe. But look, man, uh, there, this was fun to watch to the very end. Tennessee, number one seed, losing at home uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, it was just, it was just, um, it was just everything we would expect from the from the from the beginning of the weekend um, that I expected uh, a great game to play out uh, and it coming down to the final possession. Uh, LRP, sir, are you with us? Can you, you at time or are you at the are you at the bag? What, what's going on, sir? No, I'm here. I'll be moving and shaking, but I'm here. Oh, 10-4. Uh, as um, as I as I started saying about this game. You are on the floor. Give us your opening statement of the divisional round weekend, how you felt about it, and then your opening thoughts on the Cincinnati-Tennessee game uh, after after that. I echo your sentiments, bro. Peace to the gods, peace to the earth. What's going on on this Nacho Average Tuesday? But I echo your statements as far as the games. You know, um, the NFL, or not the NFL, but the teams that play for the NFL that represent the Shield. They put on a good product, man. They put on a good product all weekend. Games was close. It was competitive. Um, as a football fan, because obviously I didn't have a dog in the race, you know what I'm saying. But uh, it was good. It was good. The Tennessee game, I do feel that uh, they used um, they used Henry a little too much. It seemed, and it does seem like on a couple of runs or whatever, especially as the game waned on, it was just that step just wasn't there. Um, 
and they were getting more push with Foreman and uh, Freeman, Foreman, whatever. But um, I still thought it was good. Um, sucks that they didn't pull it out, but they shouldn't hang their, I mean, heads, even though I know they probably will because of Rabel and all that and his tenure there and will they ever turn the page. But you got Tannehill, you know what I'm saying? You got That's well to be expected. Um, you know, Tannehill is he's good, but he's not – I don't think he's going to get you there. Um, they addressed that maybe in the off season. Who knows? But I thought it was a great game, um, just like all of them. And, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll relinquish the rest of my time, as they say in Congress. <laughs> and precisely, and, and, and we'll just uh, real quickly run through uh, what we both think um, Cincinnati needs to win uh, on Sunday night. No talking about the Chiefs, just about Cincinnati. Uh, and then what maybe – Tennessee needs to do, you mentioned it there, to maybe take the step forward and get to an AFC Championship game and win it. Uh, I'll start first here. I think Cincinnati next weekend, uh, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase. Uh, that offense, that defense in, in Kansas City, that defense uh, over there uh, is one to be holding against, so to speak. So Jamar Chase needs to have a big day. We'll get into the reasons why as we talk about Sunday night, but Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, and as for Tennessee, I think you hit the nail on the head. They have a they have a defiant run game. They have a a defense that can keep them in the game. Look, they had only six. They only gave up what nineteen points there. Um, you, you would hope that your offense can score twenty and win you a playoff game with a viable quarterback. That probably happens. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, those guys, you get them a quarterback that can put it in any spot. They don't have to make a miraculous catch after almost miraculous catch. Um, you know, you might have to uh, address that situation. I don't think they're, this is a team where you quintessentially say they get a quarterback who is um, able to make the big play, so to speak, uh, and, and they're, they're golden. Uh, because they've got a guy who, on third and short, no one is ever going to not give him the football. On fourth and goal, no one's ever not going to give him the football, except for maybe the coach in Seattle. So, uh, again, Cincinnati, Jamar Chase, how you win next weekend, and Tennessee gets you a quarterback. Uh, LRP, I hope I didn't steal too much of your thunder with those answers, but uh, how do you feel about Cincinnati uh, next weekend and uh Tennessee moving forward next year uh, to get to an AFC championship game, maybe the Super Bowl. I'll be there in just a second, bro. Hold it down for me. I'll be getting settled, but I'm coming. <laughs> no worries. Uh, look, man, it, it, this game it is what it is. Um, you have a quarterback, and, and we all know what happens. Tennessee probably runs away with this game. The way that the Tennessee defense uh, stifled Cincinnati, they only were, you know, they were in this game because of Tennessee's inability to really move the football through the air um, consistently, and that's on the shoulders of Ryan Tannehill. Uh, we could talk about the 20 carries for Derrick Henry and, and, and things of that nature. Uh, maybe it was a little too much, and when you got uh, four men out there busting, what, 40, 50-yard runs on his first or second carry there, um, you know, you should have been 
You know, that should have been a 15-15 a, a uh, sort of time of day. Uh, they run the ball 30-something times, 35 times, and, and Derrick Henry's got 15, 16, 17, and so does Foreman. Uh, they're probably upwards in the, in the rushing of 200 yards, I think, uh, the way that they were able to move the ball, uh, bouncing back and forth. I mean, it, it almost felt like Cincinnati thought when Derrick Henry wasn't in, in – or Derrick Henry uh, wasn't a – they just kind of knew what it felt like, and I think uh, that kind of gave it away. And when they brought Foreman in that one time, uh, one of the you know few times he only rushed four times, uh, he busted the big one out because I believe they thought, like anything else, Derrick Henry's not in, they're probably going to pass it. Uh, and that's what uh, a runner like Foreman can give you uh, when – you know, a defense is so is so ready for a run, and you know it's just it's just one of those things. So, uh, I, I believe um, wholeheartedly that uh, the quarterback is the main problem in Tennessee, and I think that's going to be that's going to go without saying uh, as we look moving forward. Uh, Tannehill, uh, as great as he is, as good as he can be, not great, sorry, as good as he can be, it's just not good enough um, because this team is good two turnovers, one to start the game and one to end the game, that is not how you win football games. Um, you cannot be the cause of it. Uh, he goes out there and doesn't throw picks. Uh, he's able to get the ball down, and their defense just stifles them, causes incompletions. They can't run the football. Uh, we're, maybe we're talking like Tannehill tried his best, but uh, he didn't. Uh, he, he, you know, real big incompletions uh, and and two huge interceptions he immediately came out the gate and quieted his own crowd um it was just it was it was kind of mind-boggling to see uh as as that game uh started off and you saw Ryan Tannehill get get going there um it, like i said it was an immediate quiet stadium and cincinnati fed off that for a little bit um they were able to get a couple field goals early uh, and and that defense in Cincinnati did what they were supposed to do. They kept they kept them out of the end zone for the better part of the game. Uh, you know, gave up their one late um, when you know Ryan Tannehill put it together. Um, but look, you if you're going to be Ryan Tannehill, that that can't happen. You can't just put it together for one drive uh, and think it's going to be okay and get you a divisional round playoff uh, when that offense on the other end has two guys like Burrow and Chase who give an opportunity do what they do, get in the field goal range. And, again, the cojones, the gabal, uh, the, the gabagool, uh, the balls, uh, the coconuts for McPherson to, you know, you know, just, just casually step a few yards back, take that practice kick, turn to his buddy and go, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game, try it out there and kick a field goal. I think that's fucking awesome. So um, that, 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 that in and of itself makes that game Top notch to start the weekend. Uh, we do have E, the chosen one here. Um, again, sir, uh, welcome. And give us your thoughts on the weekend as a whole. Uh, and then we are starting off with the Cincinnati Titans game, uh, as you probably heard me uh, ending there. Uh, give us your thoughts on the game itself. Uh, and then we also have um, – uh, we all, we also had two questions that followed up. So this is going to be a lot for you to talk about. I want you to go on a long run because, you know, I like that. Here's what we're going to do. Tell us about the weekend, how you thought of the weekend as a whole. I'm going to individual games, all of them. 
Tell me how you feel about the weekend. Talk about the Cincy Titans game. Then I want you to tell me what Cincy needs to do. Just Cincy, don't mention Kansas City, because we're going to talk about Kansas City later. What Cincy needs to do to win next weekend. What Tennessee needs to do to probably to get past the divisional and the AFC championship game and get themselves to a Super Bowl. Again, welcome. Love you. Either chosen one to four George. What's going on, everybody? Peace to the gods, peace to the earths. Y'all know what time it is, man. 914-205-5796 is the number to call in. Get yourself involved. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're back on the air again. Um, I cannot express how much, man. I was excited about this weekend. I deem this as actually, man, the best weekend of divisional round games. And, um that I've I've ever seen, man. Like, I I, I cannot express the intensity, the, yo, the flair, the fight, the comeback stories, the underdogs. It had everything that a football fan, just being a fan, and, you know, we have certain players that we call our sons, but that's here nor there at the moment. Just watching football from a fan standpoint, Regardless to being depressed about your team, this is the type of weekend that makes you realize why you love this sport, why you used to go in the backyard or the the, the football field or the baseball fields or wherever you grew up at or play from just tree to tree when it snowed five to eight inches or two or three feet in your neighborhoods or whatever the case may be, when it was raining and you didn't have nothing to do and one of your boys challenged you and said, let's take it outside right now. You're like, but it's raining. He like, so what? You scared of a little rain? Like all of this was all of those things from our childhoods put into perspective on TV. And if we ever made it to the professional level ourselves, all the things that we wish we could do, man. So from childhood to adulthood, to just watching these games and being as passionate as I am about the game and loving it and playing it. It was just a great thing to see, man. It's no greater feeling than to watch something you love and it just shows you love back. And that's what I felt over the weekend, man. I felt these games showed me love back. It was ups and downs and highs and lows and backs and forth. Nothing was predictable. None of us could have got that right. None of us did get it right. In prediction pools, you may have a win, but you do not have a circumstantial understanding for what you just saw. And we are going to be 75 years old, Lord's willing, talking about the 2022 January weekend of divisional round games previous to the finals, to the championships that we saw. And we got to hope and pray that these two games live up to that, and the last game has semi the flair or the excitement that we just saw. Not saying we won't love or or care about what we're seeing, but it's going to be hard to surpass the excitement that we're still all coming off of or just trying to get away from for a second to express it. And that's when you know you've had a perfect weekend of football, something I've never had in my life. And I'm excited. I'm happy that I got a chance to enjoy it with my group of brothers from other mothers of different colors and also the people who just have been supportive and blessed enough to keep listening to our show, keep supporting our spaces, keep the chat room going. This man has just been exciting. And then to cap it all off, 
the New York football giants are in a rebuild process with the hiring of a new GM by the name of Joe Shane. And most likely he's bringing his man along with him and Brian Dable. That's how I feel. You feel me? I feel he was been hired since last Sunday, since the moment they lost the Buffalo Bills, that is. And that exciting game, as I aforementioned, I feel he's already here. So that's just me. That's about about those games. You said you want to get into the first game, which was Cincinnati and Tennessee. Oh, my, 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 LSU, you do what you do. What a connectivity that has translated to the NFL with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. That is not something, ladies and gentlemen, that y'all need to take lightly. Y'all don't need to sleep on that, and y'all need to realize that they may be a trending thing moving forward in this NFL universe. To see you go and win a national championship with the guy and take a year off from football due to his health, feeling like, you know what, I'm going to keep myself healthy due to these COVID situations and everything else going on, and then to come into the NFL and hands down by far will be most likely the offensive rookie of the year and the rookie of the year playing with his teammate from college who just now in their first year together has made it to the AFC championship. And it wasn't luck, and it wasn't, oh, if they would have did this better, them boys came out and played football. And that's how they are winning. They have a high-powered, strong offense, a quarterback who is already coming into his own in his second year coming off major injury, who can put it where it needs to be, pause, so these guys can be able to get it. They have coaches, they have an organization, and they know where to build from. And they've made themselves relevant again. And it's a bunch of people on defense with no names and a bunch of people on offense that's named. It's about to shoot somewhere it needed to be. You got Joe Mixon, you got Joe Burrow, you got Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Uzume. The, yo, is, these guys are for real. They're about to start naming some offensive linemen, maybe like two or three future reference-wise that are steady at that position. Of course, they need some more there. As we see, he takes a lot of sacks. And against teams that, you know, have high-powered offenses as well, you don't want to keep giving them the ball, which they'll be facing this weekend. So all of this stuff plays out with the way that it should. It's exciting. I'm all the way happy um, to see my sons perform like this. It's something that I hit on when it came to Burrow and Chase. Uh, Mixon, uh, Freezy's son is over there, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. He got kids over there too. Um, it's a thing. It's a thing. Shake's son is over there, Eli Apple, you know. Um, it's a thing, man. And I'm excited for Cincinnati because – they're a team that nobody really talked about like that. We never had anything against them. Like, uh, the Bengals are one of those teams that none of us probably on this phone or listeners or anybody that I know roots against or really for. Because nobody just has a problem with Cincinnati. You feel me? I, and, and I don't have a problem with Cincinnati. And I love seeing a team like that win and a team like that play. And it's just exciting. And that's what I have on them. Now, you asked me. What Tennessee has to do to get over the hump? 
We're talking about the best running back in the universe in Derrick Henry, who's coming off injury. We're talking about a team that even when he missed games, they found a way to win. We're talking about a team of resilient players, defensive players, offensive linemen. They have the package, but the team is missing one thing, and we always talk about it. And that's that franchise guy that will put them in a situation and not hurt them when those clutch moments come up. And we're talking Ryan Tannehill. We're talking a mediocre toka, mediocrity quarterback, game manager, and at times will jump around, you know, and show you he's a little bit above average in a game or three, okay, because they are a winning team and they lost a running back for seven weeks and they still continue to win, plug and play. So that means that that team has the formula to win. And they've been in the playoffs, and it's not a, it's not a just a one-hit-a-quitter. They've been there. So we're going to put the respect on the Titans' name that we need to. But when it comes to the number one top spot, kid, and that's that QB1, this is what we as Giants fans feel about Daniel Jones, about the other guys, about whoever. And this is what we want to try to avoid, too. Don't get me wrong. We'd accept the Tennessee Titans record in a heartbeat and in the way that they are built right now in a heartbeat. Strong running game, defensive prowess, offensive line strong. We'll deal with that. But when it count, comes down to it, Ryan Tannehill is no Joe Burrow. And that is the difference. That's why one guy's moving forward. That's why the other guy isn't. Because when it comes down to it, in football, as we call situational football, you cannot trust him. The Tennessee Titans need to get themselves a guy they can trust, not just win games with, trust. And if you look at all of the teams that in the Championship, AFC, and NFC, there's two guys that you do not trust. And a third guy who's a little on the bubble. If anybody ever calls up or has a conversation with me about Jimmy Garoppolo, I promise I will curse you the fuck out. You will not get me to talk about him. He is exactly what I never was. That's how I feel about that. Brian Tannehill, I've always compared to Daniel Jones, meaning that if he gets all of those things that Tannehill gets, that's exactly what Daniel Jones will look like. I've said this for years. That's what he will look like. Now, will he be making those mistakes? He hasn't gotten that far to, to put himself in that position, or he hasn't been in that position to show us that he would do it. So I'm just giving the comparative to what it is. Jimmy G and Joe yes, Burrow, I'm sorry, Jimmy G and Ryan Tannehill are two quarterbacks that survive through the system that they're in and game management as they do. Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford and Patrick Mahomes are guys you can win with. So to answer the question, get Tennessee that QB1. I hope I answered everything. I know it was a late question. I think I did go down the line and give you exactly what it was that you asked. Mm-hmm. If I missed anything, I promise to come back to it. Uh, if you did, I would have. Uh, I think I would remember. 
Um, but that's probably a lie. So um, as we move forward, Faith Montana, you are with us. Thank you, sir. Are you with us live or are you in the back row? Oh, I'm here. Cool. We got Shakes here. Uh, uh, real quick, Shakes, just a smooth introduction uh, to yourself. And then how you felt about the overall weekend. We got some callers in the line now, so um, we're going to do this a little bit differently than just getting. Anyways, give us how you felt about the whole weekend, uh, divisional round. Don't kind of break down the games. Just how you felt about football overall, watching four games come down to the final possession. One go to overtime. Um, spoke on it on yesterday's episode. Um, you know that football being that competitive between four, well, in four games between eight teams. That's what football is all about. Like that's, you know, the the best of the best going at it for the chip. And it's it's crazy because I didn't see uh, the Bengals getting this far, but here we are, man. The Bengals are in the AFC Championship, so, I mean, all in all, man, it looks it looks great for the NFL, man. The, we got the future and, and, and Burrow and, and Mahomes and uh, we got L.A., you know, everything that's going on with that, you know, with the, the stadium, them being, you know, new to that stadium, this is great for them. This is awesome for the Rams. Um, and then uh, San Francisco, for it to be a California thing, like, that's great for that whole coast right there, you know what I mean? That's great for that whole coast that either one of them, is, you know, they're going to have a team representing them in the Super Bowl, so. Yeah, I think it's all good in NFL. Just unfortunate my team ain't one of these elite teams. And I can actually say yours ain't either. <laughs> but it's all good, man. We'll see everybody next year on that note. But I'm oh definitely. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to. Uh, Seeing who wins this chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, as uh, let's see here, he did get out of here. Huh? I think we had J Rock in the building, so I think he skipped on out of the building. Um, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll squat it back around. Uh, LRP uh, did did message me. Uh, thank you, sir. You are back. We'll start with you. We'll go on uh, to that game. Uh, we'll start off. <clears throat> with me going over the actual game itself, like I always do. Sorry, my phone is giving affinity. There we go. Back to it. Um, the Saturday afternoon game, NFC divisional matchup, 10-7, uh, and seven, uh, San Francisco 49ers traveling cross-country to 13-4, and four, number one seed, Green Bay Packers. Uh, just like Tennessee over on the AFC side, Green Bay cannot hold home field advantage, taking the loss 13-10. to 10, um, and it the the overall uh sorry, one second here. Man, phone. Sometimes you gotta just be patient with the technology. 
Got it. Here we go. Um, and the way the game that started out, uh, Green Bay goes down uh, superbly. Um, was it 10 plays, 70 yards, touchdown. Um, everybody I know texting me, great job. Packers going to another NFC championship. Man, it's looking great for you guys. Uh, well, well, you guys got this wrapped up. Oh, game over. Everybody texting me that, and, you know, right after that drive. Uh, it's like, you know, <laughs> we know what San Francisco can bring. We'll see what happens. Uh, Green Bay promptly stops them on their first drive. Negative yards, three and out. Green Bay moving down, looking like they're going up 14-0. And then Fred Warner, my God, man among men. A guy that we've talked about all year long at the middle linebacker position um, goes and makes an amazing peanut Tillman style punch right out the football, and it turns the, turns the tide over from there on out. Uh, San Francisco's defense has everything they want to do. To do, oh man, I messed that up. San Francisco's going to do whatever they want on defense, however they want to do it, whenever they want to do it. They were not letting Green Bay run the ball. Uh, they were not letting Green Bay pass the ball uh, consistently. Um, you're going to look at some of the stat lines. I think Aaron Jones had over 100 yards receiving, but they weren't consistent. It was like one or two big plays. Uh, and, and then you couldn't cap off drives with either touchdowns or field goals, one field goal being blocked and you not being able to move the football uh, in general. So uh, you look at that and you go, man, you can't, you can't, you can't win a game like that. Um, and then you look at the other side of the football uh, with San Francisco having the exact same problems that Green Bay was having. They couldn't move the football. They couldn't run the ball consistently. They couldn't pass consistently. They didn't even find the end zone on offense all game long. So you look at that and you go, this game was just defense, defense, defense. And what a lot of old school heads and a lot of old people love to watch, old school, grind them out in the cold game. Uh, and it came down to – a fourth and one or fourth and two, Green Bay's defense steps up. Aaron Rodgers does what he not normally does. He doesn't get anything. He gets a three and out again uh, in, an, in an NFC playoff game uh, and was able to able to open the door for San Francisco. And Debo Samuel running the football for a great first down there on third down uh, to ice the game, uh, making sure there is no time left, even though, he did just go three and out. You still don't want to give him any time. You never know in this world. But they did. Got it down to, to three clicks on the, on the top. Robbie Gold, longtime Chicago Bear kicker. Jimmy Garoppolo, longtime Chicago native, sending the Green Bay Packers to hell. And, and I think that is the game in and of itself. Um, and, and this just all has to fall uh, on the offense. Um, for either side. I think if either side lost this game, you just look at the offense, and that is the reason. Um, and then, of course, in San Francisco side and Green Bay side, conversely, you go the opposite way. If they win the game, they had nothing to do with that offense, and that's how it goes. Uh, it was an amazing, amazing performance by both defenses, uh, the way that they showed up. Um, both offenses didn't, uh, and it was just it was just mind-boggling on the Packers end and on the 49ers end you nobody really expected Jimmy Garoppolo to do much uh he won a playoff game throwing what five times seven times uh so as an NFL we know Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have to do much to win a football game um thus in point 
zero touchdowns, three interceptions, two playoff victories. That is the quintessential putting your name on a project you have nothing to do and getting an A for it. So um, doesn't matter. They did exactly what they needed to do uh, in the long run, and that was shut down Aaron Rodgers three quarters and 13 minutes, albeit that first drive. Uh, there was nothing for him to do. There was no um, – uh, what's the word? There was no uh, uh, adjustments made uh, by Aaron Rodgers or Matt LaFleur throughout the entirety of the game. Uh, as conversely as it was, Kyle Shanahan and those boys couldn't do anything on offense either. It, whatever it was, tipping the hat to Raheem Morris, uh, tipping the hat to, to, to Joe Barry, those guys, those defensive coordinators, those, those guys came out to play. Uh, they came out to to show what happened. They read the tweet that these offenses were going to do what they wanted to do to these defenses, and these defenses said, uh uh-uh, not today. And then, of course, the the big thing that was the game was special teams. Uh, you got a blunder on, on San Francisco and two big blunders on, on, on the Packers, and there's no way you're going to win a game if you lose in one of the three biggest phases uh, in all of football. So um, the game, uh, again, was awesome. Comes down to the very last play, uh, like the other three did, um, and and man, you, you can ask for a better finish. Whether uh, you're a Niners fan, uh, you obviously could ask for a better finish if you're a Packers fan. But as it pertains to a game as a whole, you, you take time, you look back, and you go, man, uh, defense is what we we streamed for for the entirety of four or five years. We finally got it. Uh, so hey, it is what it is. Uh, you move on. Uh, and keep pushing there. So, um, and then of course, uh, what what uh, what San Francisco will have to do next weekend uh, to beat the Los Angeles Rams is just do what they do. Uh, they're six and zero against these guys in, in the regular season uh, in the past three years for a reason. Uh, they handled the Los Angeles Rams uh, dinner every single night they played. So, uh, what they need to do next uh, next next week uh, to win that game is just you know do what they do. Uh, this, to me, is, is, is written in stone. You can pin it down, chalk it up. San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan, they just do what they do to the Rams, game in and game out. Uh, and as for the Packers, uh, they do what they do every year, and they uh, go do what they got to do in free agency, uh, figure out what they got to do in the draft, and, and figure out what they're going to do with QB1. So um, after that, uh, you just hope that uh, you hope that QB1 comes back if you're a Packers fan. Uh, and then you just get ready for another division title uh, and, and seeing if you can finally win an NFC championship game uh, with or without Aaron Rodgers. Um, for the new caller, OG Steve, welcome in. Uh, introduction, uh, how are you doing? Peace, how was your peace, weekend? Peace. And peace, peace. Um, so quickly, um, just give us, uh, real, real quick, there's a couple questions we got. We're giving everybody, I want to get your full thoughts. Uh, the weekend in and of itself, how'd you feel about it? Cincinnati, how'd you feel about that victory? And then San Francisco, how'd you feel about that victory? And then we'll get into the Sunday games right after you. Yeah, uh, the games could not have been better. I mean, every team that won earned it. I loved every bit of football this weekend. It was amazing. And really, I have not seen more entertaining football ever. I, I was elated. It was such a good time to be a NFL football fan, and with no horse in the race, I, I love every kid I hit. So it's going to be hard to top it this week. So, yeah. 
Hats off to everybody. I thought the team, everybody competed hard. It was great. It was just a great time to be a fan. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, we'll start at the top here. Shakes, your thoughts on the, the late Saturday afternoon game. Uh, 13-10 San Francisco coming up big uh, with Robbie Gould's field goal as time winds down. I mean, I really don't really have a lot to take on that game. It was a great game. Um, I was happy that the Packers ain't win. But I'm not really a Niners um, supporter neither. I really didn't want either one of them to win, but somebody had to. So whatever. And um, hopefully, like, I'm looking forward to this week, right? I, I am a... Like, it makes me sick to see Beckham do what he's doing right now and he's having all the fun and he's having all the... Say one That's... more time. Say one more time, please. Right. I don't think but, people heard like, it. it. It makes me real sick to see that, but at the same time, I want it to happen. Like, I don't like seeing it, but I'm rooting for him to have it. Like, go ahead, man. Keep going. So, and honestly, y'all know how I am. I'm really, like, really crazy about this uh, Super Bowl thing. So, to me, Green Bay got too many Super Bowls. San Fran got too many Super Bowls. I don't want that shit. So, L.A., you it. You it. I need you to get that job done. And then, um, as far as the AFC side, like, I don't really care who wins on that side. Like, neither one of them has so many Super Bowls that I'm like, oh, no. So either one of them can win it on that side, and I'm fine. But San Fran is the only ones that I'm knocking and hating on. But like OG said, man, this is great. It's great to see these teams, and, and it's fresh blood in the, in the playoffs. You know, new blood you're getting to see. So I'm excited. Um, that's all I got to say about that, that Saturday game. Um, also, your boy choked again. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. It is it is a it is an exciting weekend. It is like like you said, it is awesome to see uh new talented people um who may have been passed over or who may have uh been traded up for or whatever, doing what they gotta do, um and making it happen. Uh and it was just fun. It was just fun to watch. I mean, the 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 AFC's quarterback uh play for the next ten to fifteen years. Uh, will be ecstatic. Uh, I couldn't imagine passing up on either one of those quarterbacks. Except Joe Burrow, you couldn't pass up on him. Couldn't get a number one um, for any team that matter. Um, so it, it's just one of those things. Like man, you look at Josh Allen, you look at Patrick Mahomes, you go, "Whoo!" Those teams really, really made out, and they made out amazing because this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's going to be amazing to watch these two play. Uh, enough gushing over that, but look, you got over on the other side, Cincinnati. Not only do they have a quarterback who you feel can smoke the cigars and wear the sunglasses and fit the bill that is a championship, you know, contending winner, whatever. He's got a partner in crime that it doesn't matter if they get sacked 15 times a game, still hook up for a game-winning drive catch, put him in field goal range, McPherson going to kick the football and they going to win it and go on. So uh, that stuff is just it's just it's just what 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 fun and dreams are made of uh if you're looking at um 
being a football fan and watching and looking at the story. Um, and and <clears throat> on the NFC side, look, man, Matthew Stafford's a fucking story. Uh, the man who who has been told his entire career can't win, uh, will never win, will never be able to win, no matter what you do, you're just not a winner, leaves that downtrodden, horrible organization that is the Detroit Lions, goes out and has the second greatest receiving season of all time, along with his other greatest receiving season of all time that he has as a quarterback, uh, throwing to a wide receiver, uh, and then takes the team to an NFC Championship game in his first year as their quarterback. So um, it, it, is, it, is, it, is just, it is amazing story after amazing story. Uh, and then, of course, like, like Shakes alluded to, the, the choke conversation comes in again, especially for an Aaron Rodgers, whose team put up 10 points. And you look at San Francisco, succeed. Are they really going to make it? They were two and four, two and five at one point, maybe maybe three and five. They were down. They didn't. Nobody knew that NFC West was the best, and they weren't going to be able to win it. How are they going to get in the playoffs? Now look, they're going to an NFC Championship game against a rival that they just beat the dog shit out of two times this year two times the last year and two times the year before that. Um, so it's a, it, it, it's, a, it's an amazing storyline that the NFC and AFC championships bring up. Uh, and like you guys said, it's just going to be fun to watch these young group of people. Uh, and you just got to sit back and go, man, Patrick Mahomes went at 10 and Josh Allen went at what, six? What nine and five other teams are fucking idiots. But we'll move on from there. Uh, and keep thinking about what's going to happen as you move forward. Uh, LRP, sir, we will, we will, we got some, some time constraints going on here, so we will bundle these up. I'll let you get two long-winded answers for you. We'll start with Sunday, Saturday evening game, Sunday morning game. Uh, as Shakes alluded, Rogers choking up 10 points, only getting an offense, 13 to 10 loss for the Packers at home again uh, in Lambeau Field. Uh, and then, of course, the Rams going down to Tampa, pulling out a victory 30-27, to when it looked like they had it locked up 27-3. Oh. Let's see. Let me think. Where should I begin? Where should I begin? Tell a friend, tell a friend that Aaron Rodgers choked again in Lambeau. I really hear the pain so. in his voice. You know what I mean? It's just so sad. It's just, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? It's the Green Bay Packer Blues. It's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're going to get it together. We're going to keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to get up. You know what I mean? Never would have made and now you're going home, and, you know, you're sitting on the couch, and that's good, so you get to watch what's going on next week. And uh, the beard is gone, the hair, you know, back to Hawaii with the ukulele, and uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, just can't get over the hump, man. I mean, you know, I, I, I can say that winning a game in the playoffs is hard. It's hard work. You know what I'm saying? I went up to a dude in high school, and I said, man, how did you get such a bad bitch? And he said, man, it was hard. It's hard work. Hard work. So, you know, you got to have that clutch team next year. Do decide to stay. 
or if you decide to run to the sunny side of the town on the sunny side of the street where it's always happy. Happy feet, happy feet. Um, as far as the other game, Tampa, they almost fucked up. Not Tampa, but uh, the other team that they played. I was just elated after, you know. So it took me had to, took me a while to get back into it. But um, this is yeah, how. Shout out to <laughs> this is how we do it, right? Shout out to Odell, man. Shout out to the Rams and um. Like you know, like Faith said, I don't care because I'm, I'm with him on that Super Bowl thing. We got to get that draft for five, baby. Got to get that draft for five before anybody else. Pittsburgh, Dallas, all of them. You know what I mean? Got to get out first. Um, but yeah, they almost lost it. You almost let uh, Tampa Tom do his thing and come on back with it. And you know, because that man, you know, he don't have guest teams. You know what I'm saying? His shit's just both. He got your bow jeans, you know, from Nordstrom. He ain't, got the, he ain't got the guest jeans like uh, Aaron over there, you know, shopping at a uh, bad shop and whatnot, you know, where the threads are kind of cheap. But, uh, this is how we do it. It was two good games, man. I, I said that earlier. It was a good football weekend and competitive. They almost lost it, but they Rams pulled it out. Um, very heads up play by uh, Matthew Stafford slinging it around. That joined by Cooper Cup caught the defense off guard. They went on arrested. Man just said, "Hey, we're playing on through," and uh, was able to seal the deal. So this shit all the way around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Uh, just real quick before either toes one come on in that this is a great segue for him because I know he watched a lot of TV. Yo, yo, you don't like that commercial, bro? Motherfucking Montel Jordan just be everywhere. This is how we do it. <laughs> I know you peep that shit, E. Go ahead, E. You no, got bro, and I'm going to go look at it right now on YouTube. I've been so engulfed, bro. I've been um, catching up with Ozark. So I've been like a little away from everything, and also last night I had to catch up on Power, bro. So I haven't I been watching no TV for commercials. I've just been watching everything uploaded. Mm, I'm watching this. But night. I will. I yeah, promise man. I will catch it. But I'm gonna catch it in a little while, bro. I'm not gonna let this episode go by without me seeing it, bro. As soon as you see it, you're gonna die laughing. But go ahead, yeah, you got it. Was it a question posed my way? Besides the cool commercial thing? Yeah, I think Nacho has something for you. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying that. I'm, I want to make sure I, I get that. Yeah, I think he was uh, <laughs> asking about the uh, Green Bay. So as, um, as, uh, as we get down to E, the chosen one here, uh, like I said, we are we are running short on time, so instead of going one game at a time, we will run these two because I know the last game is going to have a lot of slaughter. Um, man, Bills Chiefs, that's going to be a hell of a conversation for everyone I know. Um, the 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 Grand the Green Bay San Francisco game, uh, Green Bay 
uh, and Aaron Rodgers choking it up in Lambeau yet again in the playoffs. This time was an NFC Championship. This time, divisional round, one and done for them. Uh, and then, of course, Tampa Bay, uh, you know, pulling off the 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 almost comeback, uh, doing everything they can uh, to almost win, but not pull it off. Uh, Thirty to twenty-seven to the Rams. Did y'all, yo, y'all, could y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can hear you now. I flipped into the Matrix for a minute, B. The Matrix, bro. Oh, shit, they went back to yeah, the Yeah, fam, I'm, I'm sitting here listening and not showing it. To, I, get, I, it I, I'm like, yo, that was crazy. Yeah. Block, here we go with the blog talk BS, man. So I did catch some of what he was saying. Was it that we're supposed, I, uh, we, I we supposed to talk about Aaron Rodgers? And the 49ers game, right? And also the last game. Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. Tampa okay, Bay. So and, Tampa Bay. And, yeah. Tampa, okay. Yo, listen, listen, man. I'm, I'm excited at the fact that the Rams did that. I loved it. I didn't want Tom Brady for as much as I'm a fan. I didn't want him to win it again. I want him to ride off into the sunset. He just won it last year. I mean, it would have been his 11th Super Bowl appearance. I mean, geez, gentlemen, 11 Super Bowl appearances in two decades? Come on, man. All right. We get it. You got it. You got it. You the greatest. But just I want to see young blood, new blood, some blood. Not not that. You feel me? Like, I mean, even I'm sick of it, and that's crazy. But come on, man. Eight Super Bowl wins and 11 appearances? I don't want to even have to say something like that. Let's just leave it at 7 and 10, which is damn near the same situation, right? But, woo, L.A., L.A., big city of dreams. When you go to L.A., it's always what it seems. I am all good with these Rams. And if anybody remember my prediction, anybody remember my predictions for the beginning of the season, I said, I see the Rams and possibly the Bills if they can clip the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And I will wait for somebody to archive that, bring that up, go back to it, try to find it because the receipts are real. So guess what, ladies and gentlemen? If this does happen, I'm going to be all right. As, as uh, the 49ers, uh, my brother's team, they just been a little rivalry, a little something in the 80s, a little bit in the 90s. Eh, it's died out. It ain't even about them no more. But if they make it, I mean, they make it. Like, if they win it, yeah, I, I'm just they're, – they're another one of those teams that I don't care about. Like, I, I never think about the San Francisco 49ers in my life, no matter what I'm doing. I just don't think about it. That's it. So that's it for that. Go LA. Perfect, perfect, perfect. As uh, as uh, oh damn, come back to the thing. Freeze! You with us, my friend? Peace, peace. To the gods, peace to the earth, man. What's happening, man? Uh, uh, 
What's happening, man? Black Freezy, my friend, sir. Oh, the Lakers and is going at it, by the way. I'm just letting yeah, y'all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I already know what time it is, bro. You know what's going at it? Lakers what's going at it? Lakers in the net. Oh, Lakers 500 yet? Aaron Rodgers I'll won. That as, I'll take that as a no. No, yeah, the Suns are in first in the know, NBA, though. The, the team that handles, that, that doing their thing. But, but look, uh, we, we, we're not going to talk about we're not going to talk about the Suns being number one in the NBA yet. We're going to leave that for for fodder when when the playoffs come. Uh, Black Freezy, divisional, divisional round playoffs. It's a whole thing. It's a whole topic. We've been on it. We went over the first three games. We'll just let you have at it. Give us your rundown uh, as quickly and as soliloquy-esque as possible. Um, starting with Cincinnati getting the victory, San Francisco getting the victory next, and then oh, was, Los Angeles dope, Rams man. getting that the victory. Dope. That was dope for the Bengals, man. You know what I'm saying? You chosen one chosen over there. That was a good game, man. Nice nice defensive kind of tough game, low-scoring game. Uh, I think the first two were um, Henry came back, you know what I'm saying? But uh, he couldn't really do much there. He, actually, he, was pretty good. he had a pretty good game. Actually, you know, but he had a pretty decent game uh, for a dude coming back from a dislocated toe. Had a whole bar in his toe. Um, but shout out to Joe Barrow and them, man. Uh, great game. Chase was out there doing his thing. Um, the 49ers Packers game. Wow, man. Football weather. You know what I'm saying? For Wisconsin, Cheesehead. Came up short, man. Aaron Rodgers didn't look like himself. Jimmy G tried to give it to him like 70 million times. They didn't want to take it. Um, and they were able to give it to Robbie Goldman and took it to the crib. Um, the Bucks versus the Rams. That score looks pretty close, but they, the Rams is busting that ass, man. Stafford came out on fire. Um, the defense, they were playing dirty out there a little bit. I love it. You know what I mean? Because they came, they, they was coming for the title, man. You know what I'm saying? Defending champ type deal. Yeah, they coming for the title. You know what I mean? Uh, the Rams look like a – they're looking pretty good out there, man. Um, Odell fitting in seamlessly, seamlessly, you know, Robert, Robert Woods. I think it's Robert, yeah, Robert Woods. Yo, Brady, man. I don't know if he's coming back either, man. I don't know if he's ready for a rebuild. Maybe. Excuse my language. <laughs> you about to lose some teeth. Um, on to the, the, the game of the night.
what I live, breathe, die as an NFL sports fan. This is what I, at the edge of my seat, from beginning to end, this is this is this is the quintessential game. Forty-two. There's too much to be had. There's too much to be said. We're gonna get all into it. Here's how the rundown goes. Twenty-one, twenty-three. Bills punt the ball away. Kansas City gets a field goal. Twenty-six, twenty-one. The chaos begins. Seven-minute drive. Twenty-nine, twenty-six. Buffalo. Fifty-two second drive. Yes. Yes, yes. 52-second drive. Touchdown, Kansas City, 33-29, Kansas City. 49-second drive, Buffalo, 36-33. 13-second drive, field goal position, 36-36. We are going to overtime, something that Josh Allen has not done all season. Lose coin tosses. He loses two tonight or Sunday night. Kansas City drives down four minutes, 15 seconds. And as we all have read on the Internet, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes playing schoolyard football at the end there, not a designed play, doing what they want to get the game-scoring touchdown and win 42-36. Black Creasy, you started talking about it. You're the first one here. I'm going to let you go first, sir. Let us have it. How beautiful and how amazing was that game? Yo, man, I – couldn't even go to the bathroom to turn around and the score was changing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, oh, 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 shit. You know what I mean? All the way down to the end when, my, like I said, my heart was in my throat. Hell of a game. No turnovers. Huh? What's it? I'm looking right now. Hold on. Both both quarterbacks have zero turnovers. Um, There is no no turnovers. No turnovers, it looks like. Like, no turnovers. I thought so. In my mind, it's not that I would seem. You know what I'm saying? Because we're talking about Mr. Allen, who has to fix a lot of these problems, fumbling the ball, throwing the ball. That boy was on fire. When I'm talking about fire, fire. Um, mm-hmm. he, you know, this what we saw, the display we saw here is the future of the NFL. Uh, as the old guys fade out, Eli, Ben, and all of them, they finally, their last little swing of things. Here comes this new frontier, new generation, and they're not playing. They they do threat. If you look at, you know, the rushing yards between two of them, at one point, Josh Allen just was running the ball. Like, what the hell? It's just all of these are just like design runs, and they can't stop it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Patty um, was running out of necessity, but I think he had like 60-something 60, 60 yards rushing the ball. So, yo, this, I mean... Man, this is. I wish we could have something like this every week. You know what I'm saying? Like literally, I need to see this every week. Uh, shootouts like this. A um, little bit more impressive for me for Patty because he he paying up the number one defense in the league. So shout out, shout out to Pat Holmes. Shout out to my nephew, Josh. Man, yo, that boy about to every year going up, all the way up. <laughs> so. Shout out to the uh, Buffalo Bills. They'll be back, man. They'll be back. Mm-hmm. They will. They, they will definitely be back. And, and, and Josh Allen, is he going to feel the same thing Peyton Manning felt when he ran up against the dynasty for more than a decade? We will see that as the years come. Uh, Shakes, how you doing, bro? I'm good. What's good? 
Tell me you didn't like that game. I mean, what's not to like? All these games were great. Wait, wait, wait. I want to say because you are the proponent defense. of defense. Defense guy. So how fun was it to watch offense for the football? <laughs> As a defense guy, it sucked. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I love Saturday more. <laughs> like, oh, shit, man. No, no. Just, you always got to enjoy when you see touchdowns at the touchdowns at touchdowns. And, you know, not to say that these defenses was horrible because they not terrible defenses, but these offenses was just that damn good. So to actually see that, that was exciting to watch. Because, again, I am a defensive guy, but made it be known this wasn't really a knock towards the defense, even though either towards one say that, you know, Leslie Frazier dropped the ball. But I, like I told him yesterday, man, this was my homie. This was my homie, man. Yeah, I mean, these offenses was just too good, man. Just too good, and that's and that's great to see that a defense is, is good, but it just ain't good enough to stop this offense. And that's encouraging when you think about what we need to be uh, getting into, getting into a dynamic offense where it's just even if you got a number one defense, you just can't stop it. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Shakes. LIP, sir, your thoughts, your decisions, our decisions, your, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm through with this. I'm throwing this a source away. I got, I got no one. How are you feeling about that game, man? Because we all loved it. Bring, bring us something to the table um, that you loved and enjoyed more than anything else. Um, from that game. Tariq Hill, boy. Tariq Hill. That dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> Anytime he on the field, I'm a I'm a fan of it. I'm I'm tuning in. I'm watching. Um shouts out to the son and the nephew. You know what I mean? They love the quarterback play. It was elevated, you could tell. Either both of them were assassins. You couldn't stop them and there was just one shot where they caught um, him throwing it to Kelsey, Kelsey or, or I think it was Hilaire maybe. But um, Pat Mahomes, man, they got the, they caught the face and they caught the wide shot toss and he was parallel to the camera and he made this face like, you know what I'm saying? Like he was breathing through the shot, you know, like a, like a sniper, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm playing Sniper Elite on the PS4 and watching the motherfucking X-ray go straight through the head with the crackling sound like <laughs> headshot. Boom, bitch. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, man, Tyreek Hill, that dude is ridiculous. Those plays that they drew up with the wide receiver screen, the patience that he had just enough to hold these people. And, man, so... It was a great back and forth, um, just drawing up magnificent chef-like formulas, you know what I'm saying, to get the mouth water, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
That's all I got, man. It was just a great game all the way around. Shouts out to <laughs> Buffalo and uh, those boys. And oh my, no, Gabriel freaking Davis, son. Gabriel <laughs> Davis, like, yo, I almost forgot him. Are you kidding me, bro? Like 170 yards, like the way they decoy digs and fed that kid was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I, I was like, I was in awe, you know what I mean? Because he was just eating, 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 eating. And they couldn't do nothing with him. So uh, just the game plan and just the, the matching of wits was was dope to me. And just the fact that, you know, man, you all right, Mr. All right. I got you. Watch this, though. And then the other one, all right, watch this, though. So mm-hmm. it was great. That's it. It was great. I think the fact that Kansas City was the most disrespectful they were to a quarterback, I think, in a long time, by absolutely saying can't throw to other people. You cannot throw to a single person other than Stevon Diggs, and we are going to take him away. They did that. They absolutely did that 100%. Their dumbasses didn't know he could throw the football. Uh, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and over 200, I think, to that one guy. Um, Mr. Davis, and I think you don't know his name because we're not supposed to. He is not a highlight. He is not a guy that's supposed to do that. You only do that when you've got a man throwing you the football like Josh Allen. I think that's that's something we're going to see for years to come. Um, just too bad he's running into a dynasty for the foreseeable future in his career. Um, Mr. Edith Chosen One, uh, you are on deck, sir. Uh, after that, I do want to get everyone's closing statement, but there's a question that I want everyone to spend a lot of time on because I know it's near and dear to your hearts. Edith Chosen One, though, Sunday night football was amazing. Tell us about it. I would never have enough time to go over how I feel, but there's a sign in every office building, right? And it says, break in case of emergency. I think I went down every flight on every level of every floor in every building and punched that sign, meaning as this game was just an emergency. And, yo, I don't have enough time to express my feelings, and that's just honest, but I promise to give a little bit each day on how excited it it just took me over. First of all, I just watched three games that I was saying, I hope this one measures up. And this surpassed previous three that I was already on cloud 55 with. And I do have to correct one statement. And it's not because it's against you, Nacho. You just don't know. So I'm going to tell you, Gabriel Davis has been my guy for two years. I saw him becoming what I feel he was going to become. I felt Emmanuel Sanders was in his way, and he wasn't getting what he was supposed to. I love that kid. He's a big, strong, fast wide receiver with hands, and no three cornerback, number, excuse me, no number three cornerback is going to stop that, and he's going to be the guy. I pick him up every year in fantasy and everything. That's how much I love that kid. I told everybody a while ago he is going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy, 
And that performance right there is what shoots a dude into space if they work on their crafts and continuously grind and become what you're supposed to become. Shout-outs to the Bills for what they did. You cannot play defense when you do all you on offense. Shout-outs to my nephew and son for giving us the greatest game possibly in a divisional round of the playoffs ever seen. I'm going to go that far. Find me two greater, and we could talk about it. But that's my time for the day. I love you guys. I'm out of here. He the chosen one from the Bronx. Yeah, I know what time it is, man. Hmm. He the chosen one. Thank you, sir. Look, man, uh, we're going to get some closing statements and get on us out of here. Um, uh, this, this is it. Um, you are New York Giants fan. And I would like to know how you see it. I think the New York Giants fan base who listens to these gentlemen every day, uh, whether it be reading their tweets or whether it be listening to this show, uh, playback, or whether it's listening to the spaces, I think we would like to know how you feel. So each of you, we're going to play a little game. I don't care if you don't like it or not. We're going to play a little game. I'm not running a tricycle, and I'm not wearing a, a little clown mask. But look, it. each of you are head coach candidates in the NFL, and you are about to interview for the New York Giants job. I want you to tell me what you, you as yourself, not what you would want someone to do, not what anything else, what you, yourself, think you need to do as a head coach to make the New York Giants better and why why that would make you the next head coach and, and why you think that you should be the head coach for the New York Giants moving forward with your game plan you're about to lay out. If that's too much you don't want to answer, shoot me down. Say your piece. Have a good evening. LRP, we'll start with you, sir. This evening has been great. I love you so much. Thank you for coming. Closing statement, and again, you are a head coach candidate. What would you do to make the New York Giants better? What is your game plan moving forward? If you want to answer it, if not, I still love you. What would you do? What would you do? What would you do? Um, I go up in there and I'd be like, let me tell you something, Mr. Murray. You got the right guy. You know why you got the right guy? Because I'm the man with the plan. And the man with the plan is always going to turn everything into sand because you don't need to have nothing solid. All you need to do is have something liquefied. And what I'm going to do is I'm saying, no. <laughs> I didn't know where the hell I was going with that. But um, I just straight up tell them, man, look, you need to fix this line, and you need to allow me to do so. Um, we need to move on from Daniel Jones. I'm not saying that, you know, we've got to get rid of him now. Just down the third, he's coming off an injury. We need to take a look at him. But at the same time, I'm going to be drafting a quarterback this season, this draft, and we're going to have a quarterback competition, old-school, straight-up quarterback competition. You're going to allow that to happen. We're also going to start trimming the fat on some of these contracts that you got, you know. I don't know what kind of pitches Big Cat got on you, but we're going to need to talk about that. He's a medium feline. We all saw that. You know it. I know it. Let's just go ahead and get the cowardly line on up out of here, or let's make some moves to make him better. Um, you also need a D-tackle. I don't know why you got Danny Sheldon up in there. Danny Sheldon needs to move out. I got a plan on how to replace that position and make it more efficient, much better, and also give the previous name that I said a better chance to get at the quarterback and make him happy. 
Um, we also need, I need, you know, I'm going to have to have a staff. So I'm going to need you to write a checkbook, tell me what it is, and we can go out there and make some moves and get these people on board, and, and that's how we rock it. Um, I'm also going to get rid of, I know Ronnie Barnes is your boy. I know he's your boy. He's been a part of the family. He goes to the Sunday dinners, this, that, and the third. I get all that. But at the same time, I know this dude on Wisconsin Ass that is a certified chemist. So I'm going to go ahead and get him and his staff on up in here. going to holler at some people over at John Hopkins that I made some connections with while I was in Fremont doing my thing. Don't ask me what I was doing. Ain't none of these business. But they're going to come up in here, and we're going to get this thing rocking and rolling. Get this medical staff. I see you got some old-ass weights out there. I saw it when Judge was here when he did the little COVID thing and showed the little gym that y'all got out there. That's trash. We're going to move that out. You can afford better. We're going to get better. I want some Ivan Drago shit up in here with digital and you hitting the bag and motherfucker <clears throat> running around with the music and all that. We're going to get it popping. NYG is back. I ain't doing no more press conferences. Jordan Renan, all you little beat writers that you got, P-Dot, that dude got to go. And I'm going to be trimming the fat there just to let you know. So if you see some folks around the building <laughs> that you don't recognize, give them a high five as you go to your goddamn office because that's what's going to happen. And that's what I would say. Peace and love. Y'all have a good one. Not your average Tuesdays. Guess jeans. Question mark. Mm. Again, thank you very much, LRP, for coming. Uh, love you, man. Thank you. And enjoy everything you bring. Black Freezy. You are sitting down with Joe Shane. He asked you, what moves do I need to do to help you be the best coach, and what is your game plan as we move forward with the New York Giants? Your response is, and then, right. of course, close the statement. Love you, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, man, love you too, bro. Peace to the God, peace to the earth. Everybody enjoy your night. You know what I'm saying? Close the statement, man. Giants, uh, focus on the offense. All right. So I'm coming in focusing on the offense side because we need to fix the offense directly. Uh, I know, Mr. Mary, you said you wanted to do that probably about a year and a half ago. Wasn't able to obtain it. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to automatically, regardless of what quarterback we have here in the, in the establishment, we have to fix the offensive line, which is going to definitely be what we're going to do, not like the other guys did. We're going to go in this draft. We're going to definitely pick one of these guys at the top of the board. And we're going to supplement with some of these uh, mid-round picks we got, man, and pick some really good talent here and bring in some good creators. And uh, just like the, the last uh, – we're going to trim the fat here on some of these contracts. Um, you know, I know you got some attending guys. You probably don't want to let go out the building like Angel Carter, this kind of thing. Unfortunately, you probably have to let those guys go if they don't come back to you. Right? Everybody else, Sterling Shepard, all these high-value dudes, um, some we can't touch, like Little Williams, um, Bradbury, uh, well, I think we can touch his, uh, his um, Adore Jackson, and one more, I can't remember. But um, we're going to focus on those contracts, and we're going to get some of these guys up out of here. Sorry. But um, what we're going to do is we're going to supplement that with young talent during the rebuild, and we're going to be competitive. You know, we're not, you know, I'm not saying we're going to take you over the, over the, you know, over the realm, but we're going to try to stay out of the top ten of the first round. But if I got one caveat here. There's a guy that's going to interview probably next Thursday, and he's going to go over there to the Steelers and eventually probably to be the defense coordinator. Me, since I'm a brand-new guy out in this space, I don't have many resources, i got to be honest, he's going to stay with me. He's going to stay, keep that unit together, 
I'm going to keep Mr. Graham here. I know you the chosen one is probably scratching chalkboards and punching people in the face, but that's what we're going to do. All right? And that's me, Black Freezy, and we're going to take you to the tip in about two or three years. God bless. God bless. Black Freezy, I'm mad. Thank you very much for coming again. It's always a pleasure to have you here, sir. Fakes Montana Manayan, as my friends would like to say. I just like to call you straight because, you know, check it out, bro. I bring you into the office. I happen to be Joe Shane. And I'm saying to you, sir, you are going to be my head coach. I pick you, Shake. I'm not picking any of these other guys. What are you going to do to make the New York Giants a better football team? What do I need to do to help you make the New York Giants a better football team as well? Of course, close the same as well, man. All right, first off. Yeah, man, great show. It's been um, it's been good. Back to back shows. Try to make it um where we have a show all this week. So it'll be good on that note. So holla at us tomorrow. Debate Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern time. My boy Black Freezy hosting. If not, somebody will hold it down for him. But yeah, we'll be here. Um, now putting on a head coach joint, coming to the office, I'm looking at you, and I'm going to say, you need to diversify your bonds, motherfucker. Nah. <laughs> 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 <Yo. laughs> oh, Wu-Tang, knock over the desk and leave. You know what Get your money right over there. You do the, you do what you got to do to get your money right over here. But what my plan is, is I want to bring in an offensive genius. Because me, I'm a defensive guy. And I'm looking at the roster, and I can do something with this defense. Oh, yeah, I can do something with this defense. Now, maybe I need to move Dexter Lawrence in the nose tackle and move a couple pieces here and there. You know, it may be a little out of place. Probably add a little linebacker here. But other than that, I got the defense. That's fine. I need to bring in an offensive-minded guy. Real genius. I just want the best offensive guy. And he will work with the offense. But not only that, he got all leeway with the offense. I don't want to even touch the offense. That's you, bro. That's your side. That's me. I don't, I don't want to touch the offense. But what I would do is, first thing, is get a goddamn franchise quarterback. Because I come from the class of a Corsi, and a Corsi said that a successful team has to have a franchise quarterback. So I want that guy. And I'm going to find that guy, but I'm not going to look in the draft. No, no, because it means that much to me. I'm bringing in Obama, okay? That's right. I'm bringing in Obama. You don't know who Obama is? I got you. That's Russell Wilson. Him and his wife will be coming with me. That's what it is. That's a package deal like Flores and Watson, okay? Wilson 
is coming <laughs> with me. All right? That's number one. Number one. Then number two, just like the Buccaneers did for Tom Brady, they said, oh, yeah, we're going to get you. We're going to get you a franchise quarterback. But not only that, we got to protect him, too. Oh, no, you can't touch Tom Brady. No. No. That's blasphemy. He got to have the Secret Service around him. He had it in New England. That's what he's going to have in Tampa Bay, right? Well, you ain't really having it in Seattle, Russell Wilson, but you will have it here. Because I don't want no excuses, motherfucker. You are good, and you're going to finish off on a Hall of Fame note and give us a championship. So, not only am I a package deal, I'm going to make sure that I focus on protecting this motherfucker. I want the wall. I don't need nothing else. I, I may need to cut some of these motherfucking wide receivers. I'm good, and I'll keep Kenny G. He's all right. I'm good with Tony. Shut might have to go. I'm sorry. You injury prone, bro. I may need to find another slot. I may need to. But Darius Slayton, you out of here, bro. That's for sure. That's for sure. Okay? For sure. Every Ingram, peace be the journey, man. I'm sorry, yo. You soft, bro. You soft. I'm going to sign a cheap tight end, and that's what I'm going to do. This offense will look different. This offense will look dynamic. But most importantly, we will not touch Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is the bright spot. He ain't going to be my focus, but he's going to be the bright spot. So franchise quarterback, protection, cut the fat. That's my plan with the offense. Defense, we're good. And we are on to try to win some Super Bowls here. That's my focus. I want to be saying that the New York football Giants have the most Super Bowls in NFL history. And in order to do so, it's not so far. And I believe Russell Wilson can get us close. That's what I'm going to do. I am Shakes Montana. Manan, as they want to call me. And I'm out. Mm-hmm. Manan, sir, well, you have the job, and we'll see you Monday. Get on the phone, and I can't wait to get to working with you. No, uh, exactly. That's awesome. Uh, and I, I wanted to do that to give the fans a little bit of insight into the host uh, mindset and how they feel the team should operate moving forward, not who they feel should operate the team, but how they feel personally. And I give a lot of the fan base a little insight into how we think uh, as football minds, because as much as we all know about football, we all have different ways of thinking about it. And this is a prime example. And, and uh, all of these examples that we just heard of, of a head coach coming in and making a change and, and, and and their way being the way to become the best. I think Shakes and I have the, the most opposite in directions. Uh, he is a, a partial rebuild. You know, one side is bad, uh, and let's get it going, and, and, and we can move on forward. Uh, I am at the mindset and, and an outside-looking-in character, which I always am, uh, from this organization. Uh, this is a 100% total rebuild to me um, to get rid of it all. Um, 
this is not a use of the word culture and the use of, uh, you know, those type of things um, that you would talk about. It, it has to just be done. Anybody that we can cut to make money off of needs to be cut. I will utilize the option of having two top ten first-round picks in this draft and an assortment of draft picks at the top of each round subsequently after to to stir up the offensive line and stir up the defensive line and get us some men in the trenches because as we look at the four competitors in the AFC and NFC championship, my good GM shine, sir, as I'm talking to you, they all got men in the trenches. That's what we need, men in the trenches. Not guys, not boys, men in the trenches, sir. I will get that. We will we will win with it and in the next draft we will get our quarterback and we'll continue to win and we will move forward and do it that way. Uh, and again, formula that we have all laid out for you, ladies and gentlemen, they all work. You can see a franchise, you can pick one out, and you can utilize this mind, fakes, LRP, Black Freezy, all of our mindsets, all of our way of thinking to make a football team better work in the NFL. Can they be done? Can they be achieved by a Brian Dable? Can they be achieved by Flores? Can they be achieved by insert head coach scene here? That is to be seen. And, of course, it will be seen in the coming months of February and March as we inch closer to the draft and free agency. Man, the Giants have what some would say a lot of work to do to get going in the right direction. But, man, it's going to be great to see – how it moves forward, because, again, as much as it pleases me when this team is 1-7, and 2-6, and 3-9, and nine, and this show is lit, and everyone's having a great time, the NFL is a better place than the New York Giants are playing in playoff games, and they're putting their name in the mix again with the enchilant top teams. And that is the fact, because there are not many teams that have what the Giants, what the Packers, what the Patriots, what the Niners, what those the, those teams have in lineage and where and, and what they bring up. So that is my end. That is my B.O. I love each and every one of y'all. This is going to be a fun offseason for everyone, myself included. We're going to see QB1 for the Green Bay Packers. We're going to see what happens to QB1, RB1 in the New York Giants locker room. It's going to be a fun, fun, fun time. Debate Wednesday coming up tomorrow. Um, I have a good feeling that the comment Shakes made about a certain number two overall pick will ruffle some debate feathers, and we should get it talking, and we should get a good show tomorrow. If not, man, there is no if not. I know we're going to get it going because there's people back. Again, don't forget to catch us on the Shakedown Spaces. Mr. LRP, I believe, Mr. Butt, Mr. Shakes, I think J-Rock and uh, E, the chosen one, were the host, but we all were on there. We all said some things. So, man, if you catch us all over the place, whether you on the road, whether you want to catch us in the archives, you know what to do. 914-205-5796 is the number to call. I got about 25 minutes of live airtime. 
We got Black Frazier and Shape and, and LRP still with us. You want to kill this time and talk about whatever you guys want to talk about, or you just want to get on out of here? You guys got stuff to do, or what's going on? We got some 20-minute content. I heard some power talk. I heard some other stuff. You want to get in some off-topic situations. I mean, I don't know how, how much you follow baseball, but Barry Bonds is outed. He's no longer available to be in the Hall of Fame voting, and he is not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Clemens kept out as well, but David Ortiz, big copy making in. Any thoughts on those, or we're just going to get on out here and look to debate Wednesday, and hopefully New York Giants announce who their head coach is tomorrow. Well, you know, I'm good on the baseball talk, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got that. <laughs> I'm good on it too. I just read a headline, so I just I was seeing if anybody else wanted to talk about it. I don't know much about it. I know Barry Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and that's how little I know about baseball. Um, uh, LRP, sir, Black Freezy, thank you so much for staying as long as you guys did. Uh, Thanks, Montana, and Edith chosen one. Uh, it is a short show for us today. Uh, your boy has some 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 plans going on with the family. Everyone's safe. Everyone's over COVID. We're finally getting together for the first time in over a year. All of us, it is a it is a good experience. It is happy, and I can't wait to to share that experience and talk about that experience with everyone and all their families getting together over long periods of time and not seeing each other. I leave you. I love each and every one of you. And as much as we love football, and as much as we love talking about sports, as much as this shit hurts and and it hurts us each and every year. When our team does not win a Super Bowl, it is always better not left better left next year. And I always tell my friends, man, if the worst thing about the day was my football team lost, I'm living a pretty goddamn good life. And I can't wait to see what tomorrow brings. I love each and every one of y'all. Again, I'm never gonna stop saying it because it needs to be heard. Y'all have a good night.